Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Always good to be in the swanky NW studios here at the legislature. Only the finest for you. <laughs> Let's talk about the Canada-U.S. land border opening mm-hmm. up to non-essential travel. And here is Brian Higgins, who's been a guest here on this show in the yep. past on this issue. He's a congressman, a Democrat from New York, Upper New York State, and he's been lobbying to get that border open for like the last year. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's going to have a breakthrough today. And here he is speaking just a short time ago. All of us have been admonished for the past 19 months to follow the science, to follow the data, to follow the facts. And when you do that, it leads to one clear and compelling conclusion, and that is to open the border. Uh, The White House will uh, conduct a uh, press uh, briefing this this morning at 11 o'clock to get into the detail. We are pushing for a November 1 opening of the border to Canadian citizens coming into the United States. Okay, so he's hoping for November 1st. I think we're still waiting for official confirmation of this, or are we? Well, it sounds like it's going to open in November. Again, a caller phoned in yesterday, if you recall, and asked if if, uh, the border is going to reopen. Shows you, what do I know? I said, I don't know, you know, maybe. Uh, (laughs) And then two hours later, we get um, news sources start moving stories that the border is indeed going to reopen in November. And again, it'll only open to, I think, fully vaccinated people. Sure. Just like we've got Americans coming in right now. I mean, the joke in BC has been for some time. If you want to feel safe, hang around Americans, not Albertans, because (laughs) Albertans have a low vaccination rate, but it's 100%. Uh, fully vaccinated if you're an American in Canada right now. You no. can't get in otherwise. I think this, the rule's going to be the same for Canadians. Okay, what about the mix and match vaccines? That's the big question right yeah, now. Yeah, that's working itself out. I mean, I still think we're going to get to the point where everything's going to be fine, but uh, we're not there yet. Um, but I, I know the states, as we talked about yesterday, hasn't approved AstraZeneca, but they've approved AstraZeneca visitors, so I can go down to Seattle and watch a Mariners game. Right, but I wouldn't be able to because I got the mix and match. Or we don't know. Or a I mean, maybe, game. maybe they will confirm mix and match yeah. is okay. Yeah, I think they will. So, I think they're going to get there. Uh, it's in their interest to do that. I mean, no. we're talking commerce and economic activity. If you suddenly bar hundreds of thousands of people, just in BC alone, I think it's 392,000 people mixed and matched. You suddenly bar that huge potential audience and customers from your from your uh, economy. I don't think that's going to happen. So you'd be willing to drive across the border and go to a Seahawks game right now, would you? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> Again, I mean, do you need proof of vaccination to get into the Seahawks game? I, th- I think, think you, you do. do. I yeah. think you do. But before you, it, certain areas of the stadium, I think you required full vaccination. But well, I know. Again, that, I'm not sure. I, I know for uh, Seattle Mariners, a friend of mine went down to uh, told me that, or a guy I know who lives in Seattle was telling me that they had different sections of That's the stadium. Right. Yeah. Like some stadium, some parts of the stadium for, for, for vaccinated and the other ones you didn't have to That was it. some months ago. I'm not sure what the case is now. Yeah. Um, it's interesting watching the baseball playoffs. Fenway Park the other night, absolutely jammed with people. First time they've had 100% attendance. Um, right. Again, I think you had to show proof of vaccination to get in. Okay, so we continue to follow that one very closely and we may have more details on this later today. So mm-hmm. as soon as we know, you'll know. And we'll tell you what's happening there. The big one is the mix and match vaccine. I mean, it's reassuring that the indication is AstraZeneca will be allowed, which only makes sense, like well, you if said. They're, but if they're allowing AstraZeneca vaccinated people in when AstraZeneca is not being used in the states, you know, why not allow mixed vaccines in when you, when the mixed vaccines are being used in the states? So, it, but yeah. not as much as here though, because they had so much vaccine not in the United much, States. Not as much, but some. But so they of, didn't but, really they didn't really need to do the mix and match in the United States, really. No, because they had they were a wash in vaccine yeah. for so because they manufacture their own vaccines. Right, but you know the evidence has been shown that the mix and match 
is effective. Yep. So it should be allowed, I think. So we'll, we'll see. Let's talk about back here at home and COVID rates, especially in northern British Columbia. And there was an update on that yesterday. What is the latest? Yeah, I've been reporting in the north for a couple of weeks now because it's been a growing problem and it's quite serious. So what there's, what's happening now is people are so sick in the north because they're unvaccinated. They're being airlifted down. Um, to many people's surprise, to Victoria and Nanaimo, more so than Metro Vancouver. 55 people so far have been uh, medevaced out of uh, Northern Health. 34 of them have come to Vancouver Island. These are ICU cases. Um, of those, 42 are unvaccinated people, number of them in their 20s and 30s. There's 21 people in ICU right now under the age of 39, a number of them uh, from Northern Health because they're, un- and again, these people are unvaccinated. And what that what happens now Northern Health only has 40 ICU beds plus 23 surge beds, which are sort of emergency ICU beds, 63. If you've got suddenly, uh, by my estimation, 22 in ICU plus 16 or plus 14 have been moved. That's 36 people in the north in ICU when you've only got 40 beds. So that's why people have had to be moved. Because there's other reasons to be in ICU. You could have heart attacks. You could have um, post-op surgery. You could uh, have an accident on the highway. An accident on the highway. I mean, there's any number of reasons to be in ICU. It's not just about COVID. But COVID yeah. is starting to be a problem. That, well, it's been a problem in the North for some time. And when you move 34 people into ICUs in Vancouver Island, that poses a, a, a challenge to Vancouver Island in terms of resources. And do you displace patients here? And it does lead to the rescheduling or cancellation of surgeries. And is that happening? Like if yes. people have rec- were waiting for surgery, or they've yes. been told your surgeries are canceled? Yeah. Yes, surgeries, some surgery, not a huge amount, but some surgeries have yeah. been canceled as a result of a lack of resources. Not just beds. We're talking about critical care nurses and nurses and doctors, uh, anesthesiologists, uh, respiratory therapists. Uh, there's only so much work they can do. And when you've got a surgeon in ICUs like this in one particular health authority, that's a cause for concern. And again, it's it's unvaccinated people. Dawson Creek, Vanderhoof, yeah. uh, Chetwin, uh, Burns Lake, very low vaccination rates. And those, those are where the people are coming from in terms of ICUs and hospitalizations. Okay, well, let's listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry on this point. Here she is talking about COVID spreading in the north. Or maybe not. Okay. Uh, we'll try and get that well, one. Well, to put this in context... Northern Health has about 6% of the population. Over the past weekend, they had 25% of the deaths. 28 people died, 7 of them in the north. They had about 200 people went in the hospital, about 50 of them from the north. So that's 25% of the hospitalizations. And in terms okay. of ICUs, it's about 20%. Okay, here's Dr. Bonnie Henry on that. COVID-19 is spreading at a higher than average rate. People are becoming severely ill, even young people, mostly unvaccinated younger people and hospitals are pushed to the limit across the north. This is directly related to the vaccination rates in the communities where people are living. Communities with lower rates of immunization have higher rates of spread. The illness and the risk for everybody goes up. Okay, so what are they doing to try and get those vaccination rates up in the northern uh, parts of the province? Right now, it's just asking people to get vaccinated. They're putting more clinics open. Uh, Adrian Dix read out a series of uh, a list of clinics that were open in these in these uh, low vaccinated communities. So the the clinics are open. It's just convincing people to go in and get the shot. And what's really um, puzzling is when you see evidence of people getting very sick in these communities, getting into ICUs, being put on ventilators, and a number of them passing away, and still it's not moving the needle. The only exception is Fort St. John is starting to see a real pickup of numbers, but they're still at 72%. First dose, we're almost 89% first dose province-wide. We're well over 90% 
in the Capitol and Metro. Okay, we continue to follow that one closely. Did you watch William Shatner rocket into space this morning? I did not. Well, you're not a Trekkie like me. I was watching. You know, you're the geek of this <laughs> of this duo. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've got mixed views of this. A bit of it's a vanity project, and it, uh, again, it's a huge uh, expenditure of money. But you know, people uh, people are well. One of the one of the things I was wondering about is Jeff Bezos, who who owns this Blue Origin rocket ship. Did he charge William Shatner to go for this ride? Because they've been know. selling seats on the rocket, right? Mm-hmm. So the question I have is, did Shatner, they're not? They're just not saying if Shatner paid for this or not. Now I think he probably did not. I, think, I don't think he did. I think he probably got an Amazon Prime discount, you know, from Jeff Bezos. Here, we'll let you ride for free. Because Bezos publicity. huge publicity, yeah. huge publicity, yeah. put uh, the Star Trek captain, Captain Kirk, into space. Right, ninety for years real. old. I mean, you got to be a come on. You got to be a little impressed. Oh yeah, with the guy's okay. ninety years old. I'm impressed he can do anything when he's ninety years old. It's great, good for him. Yeah, no, it is pretty cool. And now some people say, well, is he is he really a, you can't really call him an astronaut. No. I mean, we're not, come on. He's a passenger. This, we're not talking Neil Armstrong here. Or, let's get, Chris, let's get or a, Chris Hadfield. Yeah, I mean, let's get get a control he wasn't doing here. He wasn't doing research up there. It, ten, it was 10 minutes. Yeah. But he did go 60 miles up or so, and he did experience weightlessness for a few minutes, a couple minutes, and he saw the curvature of the earth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think you got to hand it to him. 90 years old, I think that's pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah, okay, here he is on, back on the ground. I'm very happy here, William Shatner, a short time ago. I am overwhelmed. I have no idea. Okay, okay. You know, we were talking earlier before going, well, you know, it's going to be different. Go, yeah, it's going to, and you have whatever that phrase is you have, that you have a different view of things. Uh, it doesn't begin to, to, uh, explain to, to to describe what what it, what for me. I- okay, he's a little out of loss for words. I think he was overwhelmed. <laughs> I think he was, but uh, again, good for him. But again, I question the ongoing uh, expenditure. But Basil's it's his money. You think this is like a bi- billionaire's boy club? That I just think it is. Fun yeah, or- I think. And uh, over time, I think he's going to get less publicity. But right now, he's milking it for all he's worth. The richest man in the world. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. The phone lines are open. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 in your cell. Colleen in Poco, hi. Oh, hi, Mike. Um, I guess this question is for Keith. And yes, um, we are planning, we're, well, we're very excited to hear that the border is opening. Um, we have a celebration of life to attend. And so we're hoping that we can get across. But my question is, um, both my husband and I have one dose of Moderna and one dose of Pfizer, and since mm-hmm. the U.S. is saying that fully um, vaccinated people have to be the same vaccine, is there a chance that we might not get across? Yes, there is a chance, but again, this is an evolving situation. The, the rules are changing as we speak. There's uh, Dr. Henry addressed this last week, saying there's a lot of work being done behind the scenes by public health officials in, in all countries around the world to try to come to a, an alignment when it comes to vaccination requirements. And so Moderna and Pfizer are both approved by the World Health Organization. BC has supplied a ton of research to the American Center for Disease Control, which is uh, almost 400,000 people mixed and matched in BC with very yeah. positive outcomes. So that research has gone down to the states to say, look, this, this is a, an effective vaccine when you mix and match. Don't 
hold that against anyone. So again, the, the hope is that we're going to get to the point where that is allowed. But right now, the rules are still kind of murky and not making it up as we go along, but it's an evolving situation. So it depends when you travel in terms of what those vaccination it's requirements fr- It's be. frustrating that this has been dragging on for months and literally years, we're, we're and piling we're up, still guessing on it. We're piling up huge amounts of data here of mixed vaccine and the outcomes, and that's almost entirely positive. Yeah. Let's go to Derek on the line of Maple Ridge. Hi. Hey, uh, Mike. Hi. So the people who are being, uh, you know, airlifted, medevac, saved, uh, you know, by the virus at these hospitals after they've recovered are they be are they getting vaccines oh, that's a good question i mean well you know. if, they, if they want uh you don't get a vaccine in while you're in icu it's not effective but once you're you're full you're out of icu and hopefully you get out hopefully you recover if you've had covid19 you're still advised to get vaccinated yeah uh, this is an ongoing situation we're, we're in uncharted territory here this may be an annual event maybe twice a year you may have to get vaccinated we're 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 sort of still looking at the science so yeah you leave icu you leave the 14-day incubation period still get vaccinated dennis on the line in surrey hi dennis Hi, how are you guys today? I hope you're doing well and you're healthy, wealthy, and uh, uh, anyway, I'm 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 one of those people that had uh, my, uh, Pfizer and Moderna. Mm-hmm. We had booked a cruise to uh, in in Florida um, with Royal Caribbean, and they said, "No, you can't come on, Dennis, because you are mixed." Right. I got a note. Um, I got a note from them last week saying, "We'll welcome you on board now." Oh. Um, we are mm. now accepting mixed uh, people that have mm. had mixed uh, mixed uh, in uh, vaccines. Yep. So yep. then some people are got their head out of the sand and realizing that you know we're not bad people in Canada here and mixed and match and you're you're good than most of the people in Texas. Yeah, so it's not yeah. just it's not just British Columbia or Canadians who mixed and match. People in the UK did, some people in Europe did. So we're talking a huge potential marketplace of people that are and again the betting is that countries and cruise lines and others will not suddenly say no, you know, hundreds of millions of people are not allowed to come in here. I think at the end of the day with with proven effective vaccines certified by the world and approved by the World Health Organization that we are going to see mixed uh, vaccine people well, on access it, borders. If it's good enough for Caribbean cruise lines, uh, yeah. hopefully it'll be good enough for You'd the Biden so. White House. We'll, you think so. We'll see. Maybe maybe we'll find out today. Mike and Vernon. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'm just going to change subjects here a little bit. Talk. Okay, you got 30 um, seconds. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, William Shatner flying into space uh, yeah. with Steve Bezos. I thought that was the perfect person to send up, that they, they put him on their great promotional play and what have you. But, you know, the really interesting thing about it is, is I've never heard William Shatner at a loss for words. And there it was. <laughs> he, he really didn't know what to say. Yes, and the, uh, that's pretty impressive. The yeah. normally loquacious right. William Shatner, who I once had a Twitter exchange with a few years ago. I remember ago. that. Didn't yep. he get mad at you on he Twitter? He got mad at me yeah. on Twitter for some reason when I, he was going after some poor schmuck on Twitter. And I waited in and he didn't like that. Okay. okay, Keith, thanks a lot for coming in. Talk to you All right, that's Keith Baldry, Baldry's Beat. Thanks a lot for all your calls today.